RNZ Pacific News. Hello, Gupla Day Trulo. You, I'm Lydia Lewis. Papua New Guinea's cabinet has invoked sections of the Essential Services Act to ensure that there's a steady flow of fuel. The implementation of the emergency declarations follow the dominant supplier in the market, Puma Energy, saying it will no longer honour its fuel cards, which allow people to buy fuel on credit. With fuel woes ongoing for over a year now, Prime Minister James Marape told the media these provisions were necessary to ensure the fuel supply does not jeopardise the nation. Cabinet recommended to our head of state to make emergency declarations and the emergency declarations were made and the declarations includes the head of state authorises the requisition and use of Napa Napa refinery in connection with fuel storage and fuel supply so that transport sector in our country services are not sabotaged. Meanwhile, a vote of no confidence in Papua New Guinea's Prime Minister James Marape is set to be heard on May 29th. The opposition bloc stands by the motion filed on February 20th, despite discrepancies raised by the Private Business Committee. Opposition MP Keith Iduhu says in their view there are no issues with the paper, despite the Prime Minister rubbishing it and accusing the opposition of forging names. He told media the public can have faith that the notice is intact and holds full integrity. The Deputy Prime Minister of Fiji says the Pacific Voice is not being heard at the 13th Ministerial Conference of Members of the World Trade Organization, or WTO, in Abu Dhabi. Fiji is seeking a strong outcome on fishery subsidies negotiations. Manoa Kamakamida says the Pacific is fighting hard to get the WTO to listen to the voice of the Pacific, with major fishery subsidies influencing negotiations. He says as negotiations enter the final day, he's not giving up. The agreement as currently offered to the countries does not go far enough. And that is a concern for the Pacific, certainly as uh, being the representative of the voices of the Pacific here, we feel that they need to listen to the Pacific in terms of what our concerns are. The president of Bougainville, Ishmael Toroama, has thanked China and Papua New Guinea national government for the rescue of six Bougainvillians lost at sea for 31 days. Mr Toroama says the group had been travelling from New Ireland to Bougainville when their boat lost power. They were rescued by a Chinese fishing vessel, Lometo, on Monday this week. The European Union's new ambassador to New Zealand says it's staying out of the geopolitical tug of war because between the US and China in the Pacific. Increased competition for regional influence between the superpowers has polarised Pacific politics in recent years, with some experts warning any further escalation could spark conflict. But Lawrence Meredith, who started his Wellington posting in January, says the, UA, the, the EU has its focus elsewhere. New Zealand has joined its Five Eyes partners in designating the entirety of Hamas as a terrorist entity. Since 2010, the government has recognised just the military wing as such. This now brings the political wing into the same category. The former government requested advice on the matter after Hamas 
Hamas's October attack on Israel. And the now Foreign Minister Winston Peters is acting. Well, the advice was that they were considered to be acting in a way that terrorists do. The military arm had already been designated that way. Now the political arm showed the same propensity to violence and terrorism. So that's why the decision has been made. The designation makes it a criminal offence to participate in or support Hamas's activities. Former Palau President Tommy Remengasau Jr. has announced his candidacy for president. The Island Times reports Mr Remengasau, who previously served four terms, saying he was motivated by a petition urging him to return to office. He enters the race as the second candidate vying for the presidency against his brother-in-law and incumbent President Suranga Whips Jr. The general election will be held in November this year. Hundreds have attended the funeral of late New Zealand MP Fa'anana Efeso Collins. Fa'anana died last week whilst participating in a charity event. The Auckland-born leader of Samoan Heritage was 49 years old. He's known for actively promoting policies to lower living costs, such as free tertiary education, free public transport and a universal basic income. A former colleague attending his funeral, Damien Pilua, says Fa'anana mentored Young Pacifica in the public service. From as long as I've known him, he's always made an effort to bring people up with him. And yeah, I think that's a legacy that everybody here will share uh, moving forward in our own spaces that we'll all go back to. Meanwhile, Michael Mulepola, who was also at the service, says Fa'anana's supporters feel they've lost a voice for change. Everyone was hopeful for the work that he was going to be doing as a politician in Parliament. So to see that kind of tragically shut, uh, cut short, and that's why everyone's gathered here, because we were so filled with hope. And that hope hasn't died with the passing of Fessel. That hope has been passed on all the young people that he inspired. Former Fiji Prime Minister Frank Bainimarama and suspended Police Commissioner Sitiveni Giliho have been back in court. Director of Public Prosecution Office lawyer Nancy Tikoi-Silva told the High Court that the magistrate in the pair's abuse of office trial had made her own assumptions and interference and infer- inferences without further questioning the witnesses inferences, rather, without further questioning the witnesses. Mr Baini Marama was charged with one count of attempt to prevent the course of justice, while Gileho was charged with one count of abuse of office. They were found not guilty and acquitted accordingly by Magistrate Saini Puamau last year. Cook Islands Tourism says it's been challenging to reach consensus on a new guideline for turtle tour operations. Director of Destination Development Brad Kerner says the new agreement, which is not legally binding, includes maintaining a three-metre distance from turtles and having a ratio of one guide to every four guests while in the water. A 50-year-old man died in Ava Avaroa Passage, where the tours take place in December last year. Mr Kerner says the overall, overall standards of tour operations have already improved. It's been 
challenging to reach consensus with everyone involved. It's been a reasonably long process. But I personally believe that the MOU approach has, has been extremely productive. It's been the catalyst for really robust discussion and debate. So it's getting people thinking and talking about it and what improvements they need to make to comply for their own operations. The Tuvalu Department of Health has launched a typhoid vaccination campaign with the help of Australia and UNICEF. DFAT and UNICEF delivered 10,000 doses of typhoid vaccines as part of the government's effort to prevent typhoid outbreak in the country. Tuvalu's Permanent Secretary of Health, Lily Dangisia says a typhoid outbreak in the atoll nation of Tuvalu could have catastrophic consequences for the country's health system and the access to health care for the public. She says Tuvalu is grateful to the Australian government and UNICEF for their assistance. In sport, the Fijian Drua and Moana Pacifica have named their sides to meet in Melbourne on Saturday in the second round of Super Rugby Pacific. The Ndrua have retained their back line that played against the Blues last weekend. Prop Hairi Itihetet, who was injured last year and missed the 2023 Rugby World Cup, is named on the reserve bench. Moana has named former Crusaders flanker Sioni Havili Dalitui as captain in place of the injured James Lay. And that's the latest news and sport for RNZ Pacific. You can read more on our website, rnzi.com.